Ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. Hi. <laughs> welcome back to another episode. Yeah, welcome back to Miss Willa's Book Club Podcast. We're so excited about this one today. Yeah, we're finally finishing off our first series. We're going over the last book in the Shatter Me series called Imagine Me. And this is the book six. Book six, yes. We didn't read any of the novellas. I know nah. there's some novellas in there too, but... Do you think you'll go back and read them? Probably not. I don't think I will either. I I guess they are from like other people's perspectives, but like. They're from Aaron's perspective, right? I don't think. I think one of them is from Kenji's. Oh. I know. So I think they're like from other people's perspective, not just Aaron's. Um, Yeah. Probably unlikely though. Yeah. I don't think I will. I don't feel like I'm always one for reading books that are told in the other perspective from a story that you've already read. Yes. Agreed. Like, I know we talked about that with Zodiac Academy and as told by the boys, like, at least there was some new information there. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been struggling to get myself to read A Soul of Ash and Blood because it's just from Blood and Ash from a different perspective. Oh, mostly. I didn't realize it was, like, the same. I mean, I think it's, there's supposed to be a little bit of new stuff, but it's a lot of the same content and, mm-hmm. like, talking about the same stories just from another character's perspective. Yes. <laughs> so... I've had a hard time with that one too. And there's some other novellas that'll do that like back yeah. and forth between different perspectives. And I'm like, I don't Meh. think that's always my favorite either. I like them when they're mixed perspectives, like multiple point of views within the same book. Yeah. But I don't like to have to go back and read the same story just from a different perspective. Yeah. Cause it just feels like slow. Doesn't really add much to the story. Well, I just already know what's going to happen. It's part yeah. of why I don't think I re- reread very many books because I- once I already know what's going to happen, I'm a lot less interested in reading. <laughs> totally feel that too i totally feel that yeah well let's start out with some spoiler free yeah all right jenna what did you rate this book i rated this book four stars i did too yeah which honestly considering i had book one i think at three and book four <laughs> at one and a half stars it's pretty impressive that i came back to four stars oh yeah for this book. that is actually very impressive yeah. <laughs> honestly probably like 75 percent of the way through this book i had it as a three flat Mm. And the last 75 pages probably like brought it up to a four. Yeah. And it was so fun too because we were reading the last few yeah. pages together. <laughs> it felt probably the last 75 or 100 pages for me, but last 75 for you uh-huh. together. And seeing each other's reactions while we were reading oh. was so funny. It was so fun. We went to the cutest little coffee shop. It's called Milk and Honey, downtown Denver. Oh, it's so cute. Especially if you so love plants. Cute. Plants and like the dark vibes moody. dark feel moody <laughs> this is like literally the perfect way to to describe yeah. the coffee shop well and they make all their syrups in-house too so their coffees are really good oh my gosh so because what was the one that you had today rosemary caramel so good did not sound that appealing and then <laughs> it was it so good, good. <laughs> <laughs> cheers cheers yeah so what are we drinking this is called Oh, gosh. What, what was it called? Was it called a shark attack? Yes. The blue shark attack. Yes. And the reason that we're drinking. Look at how pretty. If you guys are watching our YouTube, these are, aren't these pretty? <laughs> aren't they so cute? We love a good blue drink. Yeah. But we're drinking a blue drink because. Because we go back to Oceana once again in this book. And so this is our ocean-inspired drink for that. Which is pretty dang perfect, if I do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking for the gummy sharks, but apparently they don't make those anymore. So we yeah. found uh, snakes, and we're considering them eels. Yes. <laughs> so it's still water-themed. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelby, oh, man. is the ocean soup? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been asked that question before? Is the ocean a soup? No, I haven't. But she wanted something really funny. Gianni always says when I take a bath that it's like a soup, and so it shall be soup. 
Gross. <laughs> I mean, that I would agree. I would agree, but that is still gross. <laughs> I know. Our drinks are a lot better than a Shelby soup. <laughs> yeah. They do taste a lot better than your used bath water. I would have sure. They are pretty good, though. Oh, we'll man. have the recipe listed uh, on our TikTok. So yeah. If you have any so interest good. in joining us, we highly recommend. Yes, it is so delicious. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty mm. good. I love it, man. Well, some more spoiler free. Do we have any more spoiler free? I guess, or should yeah. we just get into some spoilers? Sure. Let's just get into it. Let's get, get after it today. It. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Motorcycles are cool. <laughs> what? That's another thing Johnny and I say all the time. Hell yeah, Hell motorcycles. Hell yeah, motorcycles are cool. Uh, you know they are. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well. What was so fun finishing this book with you? Yeah, that was, it was really funny to see, because we were at like slightly different parts mm-hmm. too, so there'd be one part where I'm like, <gasps> and you're like over here like wiping tears well, I know, in your I face. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> There's a you're lot like, of, don't tell me, don't tell me. I know. There's a lot of big feelings in the last 100 pages of this book. Yeah, did not expect this morning that I was going to be crying at a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when a book's going to make you cry. No, I wasn't expecting this too because I'm not incredibly emotionally invested in this. Right, same. So I was like, um, wow, really was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what were some of like, your favorite parts of the book? Okay, so my absolute favorite part of the book, and always because we talk about this all the time, but like I love something that's going to invoke good emotion. Mm-hmm. So like at the very end, when she basically has to kill her sister. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, crying. I was crying so hard. I was trying so hard not to cry. Yeah. That was oh. so emotional. And especially just like the combination of relief from her sister from finally like being set free from such an uncomfortable and unhappy life yeah but also Juliet feeling like I just remembered I even have a sister and now I get I don't not only do I not get to experience life with you but like as terrible as Juliet's life was for so much at least she got to have one yeah that's so true and Evelyn just never got to experience real life she kind of looked like a fish oh god they said more amphibian than human oh my okay that was like painted a very clear picture and I was so grossed out. I was also so grossed out. I was grossed out in the last book too when they were yeah. talking about that. Mm-hmm. About how the, um, it was like fused to her face. Yes. The respirator was fused to her face. Oh that was, god. oh my god. <laughs> what did you think of um, then the scenes when Emmeline has come into Juliet's mind and is like experiencing Juliet's body and like what a regular body feels like. Oh, I hated that. Oh, so weird. I was so angry. I, did you think at that point that Emmeline was going to be like bad? Yes. Oh, you yeah. thought that she was like bad and taking mm-hmm. over Juliet and was going to be. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she is like going to take over Juliet. She is going to like try to take over her life because she doesn't have one. I was like, no, that's yeah. not okay. Yeah. And I like didn't necessarily think it was going to be ill intent like she was with the reestablishment or anything mm-hmm. but I really thought she was going to be accidentally evil and that she I was going to really screw stuff up for people but I also had this thought too where I was like okay we are in the last book true so I was like <laughs> is this what is actually going to happen like I yeah. hope not and I'm yeah. glad it didn't happen like that too so yeah going back to Emmeline I feel like I'm really glad that she didn't have that like evil turn me too I feel like that would just be like so hard what did you think about Juliet being like taken over as like war or not Warner Anderson's like assistant or yeah like okay slave the dynamic between them was so (laughs) it was so gross because she clearly is having like the same feelings for Anderson is like oh you kind of look like somebody that I love and she's just not realizing that and so like all the things that look like Warner are the things that she's liking about Anderson and she's like not really but obviously she doesn't know that yeah oh my god it was so gross oh it was like, so disturbing can, at least Anderson was kind of grossed out by it too or like weirded out by it because that, <laughs> that could have been funny could have been flipped in a really different way and I'm very glad that the author at least made <laughs> him uncomfortable with that <laughs> well then I thought it was really funny too like he got called out yeah 
by their friend and yep. they're like, oh, you have a conscious? Yeah, right? Conscious? Yeah, like, yeah. why? I wouldn't think that you would be the one to, like, be upset about this. Right. And they're like, she's not even 18. Or Actually, she's like been that. 18 for four months. And he's like, <laughs> oh, shoot, funny. wait. <laughs> That was so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so gross. <laughs> it was oh. so gross. It reminded me. Um, oh, actually, I guess that's maybe a spoiler for another book. There's a scene <laughs> in, if you've read Zodiac Academy, specifically uh, Shadow Princess, Ew, yeah. then you'll know exactly what this reminded me of. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. Oh. Were you expecting that? Maybe, maybe not like him being like the whole attraction thing. Were you expecting him to like take her over? I mean, I felt like their like whole goal had always been to just like have her really under their thumb. And so I guess they like saw a little bit of just, you know, they were going to try and control her. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily expect it to work that well, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. But I'm assuming so like all the times that she was like, oh, I feel heat. I feel heat. But that was that was Emmeline, right? I couldn't tell if that was Emmeline or if that was them like doing more experiments to her. Oh no, I mean like where she would like have a feeling of like, oh, I should explore this hallway. Why do I want to explore this hallway? Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, okay, yes, I, I do was, think that part was Emmeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to like, because like going back to what we were talking about with Emmeline taking over Juliet's mind for a little bit. Uh huh. Once it turned out that she was really not bad, I actually kind of liked that that was included because I feel like you felt more like the um, how desperate Emmeline was. Oh, yeah. And that made it a little more heart-wrenching to, like, feel how desperate she was for, like, mm-hmm. any connection and, like, not to be forgotten. That was so sad. And I we kind of talked about this in the last book, too, how just how utterly sad it was that Emmeline was just kind of, like, off in the tank by herself doesn't have anybody and like it was clear that she was desperate but you really really expand on that here and that's why I felt like it was just so hard it was it was really emotional yeah yeah that was one where I was definitely wiping tears from my face Mm -hmm. for sure but more things I loved about this book two couples that have really been more established in this one right (laughs) Yes. First, we've got obviously <laughs> Kenji and Nazira, oh, which I love, that. I love so much. Rooting on so hard. <laughs> Kenji stands. Oh my god, I absolutely love that. So that <laughs> all of those scenes were so cute. Which mm-hmm. I didn't remember. I don't think they said in the last book, and he just mentioned in this one that it was Nazira's first kiss. Did you catch that? I catch. Yeah, I did caught that. I did. I did. Catch, I did, I did, I did caught that. I did caught that. <laughs> I did catch Drinks. that. <laughs> Drinks, I know it's time for me Cheers. to refill. Cheers. Oh, yeah. And the main bitch. Mm. Um, yes, I did catch that in this one, but I don't think they said that in the, in last, the last one. one. Yeah, I think that must have been like a conversation that happened like in between. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I thought cute. that was really interesting. Kenji. Okay, this is one part that I did not like in the book. I love Kenji. I think Kenji's the best character in this entire series. Yep. But, you know what I didn't like? The whole first book was, like, only about him. And I'm like, not that I didn't like that it wasn't about him, but I was like, nothing is happening. Whole first, wait, what? The whole first half of the book. Oh, first half of this book? Yes. You felt like it was about him? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it was, like, him talking. It was a lot from his point of view. And I felt like there was just, like, nothing happening. And when it was, it was, like, him being, like, a, not an unreliable narrator, but a chaotic narrator. Oh, see, I love that. Did you? I, I didn't like it. Oh, I thought his point of views were super funny because yeah. his, maybe just because, uh, you know, we both have some things going on in our brain, I don't really know, <laughs> but the chaoticness of like how his thoughts are written mm-hmm. down felt like the chaoticness of my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> so for whatever reason, his POVs read more like what my thought process okay. sounds like. Yeah. And so I read those and I loved, you loved I thought them. it was so funny. Oh my like gosh. Like the squirrel kind of moment. Oh, that's so funny. So I read that. I was like, that's what my brain sounds like. Oh my God. <laughs> I, okay. I can actually totally see that part. But <laughs> when I was reading it, I really didn't like it. That's fair. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. I also think I liked it because it brought in a little bit of different perspective of like, Getting to see Aaron from the outside, but not from Juliet. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. 
I actually really liked that too. And uh, Kenji and Aaron's like friendships. <laughs> friendships so i know oh there was a couple spots oh let me see if i can find them. there's a couple spots that i um had marked about like him and warner's relationships and it, oh i just thought it was so cute how Aww. it developed in this one. Oh, and other relationship that was what we had to talk about oh yes it's yes. brendan and winston oh that was <laughs> so, so cute the holding the hands under the table and kenji's like <gasps> You, you, you. I knew it. <laughs> I know. Well, that, was my, that was exactly what I tabbed. And he goes, and then there it is. Brendan is holding Winston's hand under the table. Uh, I gasp audibly. Shut up, Winston says. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that was so cute. Oh, I loved oh that. My oh, my gosh. So sweet. So, so precious. I, Kenji is just so precious. He has, like, the most innocent thoughts. I know. He's so sweet. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Kenji, Kenji, Kenji. I He's love sweet. him. Yeah. That's so cute. Part of me was like, when we were talking about Kenji and Warner, I loved that they weren't like automatically like, oh, we're the best friends ever. Like they still had their issues. Yeah. They still had everything. Yeah. Um, So I loved that Kenji and Warner weren't like the best friends forever after like knowing each other for like a day. (laughs) Well, they've known each other for months at this point. Yeah. Like many months. Right, but they like they they very clearly like weren't friends for a long time. They were only like talking to each other because Juliet, Juliet wanted them to. Right, and so like when Juliet's not around, I'm glad that they weren't like, oh well, we still just have to be friends for Juliet. Like they actually tried to like get to know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Warner's sour attitude was so funny to me. Right, <laughs> I know I was saying earlier that it was definitely that black cat golden retriever oh, energy yeah. because Kenji is just like. <laughs> So bubbly and happy, and Warner's just not having any of it. No, he isn't. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yep. <laughs> I know. Although, I, one of the moments that I really liked about their friendship, I guess, mm-hmm. um, was when War- Warner's talking to Kenji about his relationship with Castle and mm. and was saying how his use of profanity increases exponentially when you're irritated with Castle. I was like, I thought that was kind of sweet just to notice that he not only was Warner that observant of what Kenji has going on with Castle, yeah. but also he like cares enough. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> Bubbly. <laughs> Bubbly. Um, but he cares enough to ask like what's going on and if they're like kind of, not exactly if there's anything he can do to help, but it's kind mm-hmm. of the right same idea, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm noticing that something else is going on. Yeah. yeah. And so I really liked that. So one of the things that I thought when we kept going back to where it was like Ella crossed out Juliet. Mm. I wrote like three or four times, this has to be a hallucination. <laughs> like when we would go back to her parts and she's like in like following um Anderson. I keep wanting to call him Warner, but it's not Warner. Yeah. Anderson. Warner Senior. Paris. Paris, yeah. <laughs> I like Paris better. <laughs> when she's like following Anderson around, like yeah. getting his every command, I was like You thought it was a hallucination? You didn't think mm-hmm. she was really doing it? Nope, I didn't. Almost the entire time until the very oh. end where he made her cut off her own fucking finger that was so wild that was i could not believe i did appreciate that the other commanders were like why were you thinking yeah (laughs) because i mean what the actual hell i was like (gasps) i audibly (laughs) yes that was wild that was oh my god yeah Yeah, that was so crazy i could not believe it he really was like testing her loyalty so hard but then it was funny because as much as um he was testing her loyalty and being all ruthless. Yeah. And he was also like, I couldn't tell if he was not like protecting her. Like that's not the right way to put it, but he kind of also didn't want her to have to give up her mind yet or whatever. And I couldn't tell if it's just because he wanted a minion. Cause he also seemed kind of uncomfortable with how uh, much she followed his command. Yeah. I really just think it was that he didn't want his minion to be gone mm. because yeah, he just, like, he kept saying to her, you're perfect. You're perfect now. You're perfect. Like, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, that was really gross. Disgusting. But I really do think that it's just because that. Mm. He was like, oh, That's well, fair. now you're perfect for me. Now you could be, like, my perfect little assistant. everything I ever wanted. And they're like, all right, we're going to switch her over. He's like, wait, don't do it yet. Like, I just perfected her. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that see that for sure what did you think of um kent adam defecting (laughs) 
I loved I it. I was so mad. Um, I was yeah. so angry. And at the very end of the book, when he's like kind of, you know, back in it or whatever, I was pissed. Wait, hold on. Wait, why were you mad that Adam was defecting? That he like went to the reestablishment and stuff. He went to help them. But then he was James. the whole reason they got out. Wasn't he? No. Because they were like, oh, no, Adam, like, this is why we didn't want two of them with multiple powers to get out and have all the things. He caused the commotion to allow them to get out, didn't he? No, his pow- I thought his powers were taken from him and put in. Because um, like, remember Paris said there was the vial sitting right next to him and he did the procedure himself and Max was, like, kind of <sighs> pissed about it. Oh, my God, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought the commotion was Emmeline dying. Like, oh, as she was fuck. going down, remember, and, like, all of the hallucinations that she's, like, causing everybody to have. Yeah. And, like, I thought that that was what the commute. Kent didn't do shit. Oh, my God. No, I Adam didn't realize that. went there, that. got his powers taken from him, put in right. Paris, I guess. But, Which, so, oh, go ahead. Th- that's what I was kind of, I... That he, like, switched to the reestablishment. I don't know if I was, like, pissed about it because I think that he was trying to save James. Yeah, I don't fucking care, though. <laughs> I'm like, that was so dumb. I was so mad. Were you? Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I I think I kind of understood it, though, because, like, everything in, the, in this series, he's done for James. Yeah, but, like... You trusted Anderson to actually treat James with respect? I never said he was smart. <laughs> I Like, there was no part of that that I thought was ever a good idea. And then I felt like everybody just blew it off. Like, in Yeah, the they end. did. And yeah, I was did. really, I would not have allowed him back into, like, the good graces. I, I was a little bit surprised on how quickly they allowed him back into good yeah, graces. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I think everybody else kind of maybe thought that, like, oh, you did that, you did that for James. We understand. <laughs> But it yeah. is, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Happy endings all around. I was mad about that. That's yeah. all I gotta say. <laughs> I was pretty mad at him. So Kent doesn't have his powers anymore then? I guess not, yeah. Which I was kind of bummed by because I really thought that that's how we were going to get Paris was by, like, Kent, you know, yes. disarming his, like, healing powers. It's like an arc. Yeah. Like a, right? It's... Like, I would have thought it was a really nice arc for him to, like, yeah. have kind of been acting only in him and James's best interest and then, and then to have come back around to like actually help them. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of disappointed, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he had any real ad- redemption in my eyes, at least. Going back and looking at my notes and like things we've talked about, something that I'm really disappointed in, we don't hear anything else about James. I know. And his fucking powers about yeah. healing people. He had healing too. Yeah, I really, well, okay, so maybe let's run through what some of our predictions oh, yeah. had been and see how close we were to right. Yes. Okay. So some of our predictions, we had one of them was that we thought that Emmeline was going to have like some like mind control powers. Which was correct. I it. <laughs> yep. We also guessed, I guessed that um, Aaron was going to be the love interest. Yep. And from not, the very beginning. And not Adam. So got that one right. We, we did. did not get right about Adam. <laughs> Um, using his powers to like disable uh, Paris. Yeah, so no, that was, that was kind of a bummer. Yeah, we also did not get right, and I'm a little bit bummed about Warner's mother. Yeah, I, that, that apparently was totally was off on that one. So <laughs> that, that was, was not bummer. right. We never saw a body. She just apparently was dead. Yeah, she just was gone. One know another thing that I realized when I went back, and I think it was was it Restore Me where she killed Anderson the first time. Maybe. Or, like, shot like, him or something? Yes, when they were on the boat. Yeah, maybe. Um, In that one, she talks about the guy who, like, shocked. And she, yeah. oh, he looked like Warner. Well, no, that he looked familiar or he looked, something. Yes. We never, never hear, hear anything about him more about again. that. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we thought that James's power to heal people was going to come and like be necessary at some point. Definitely and, did not. Yeah, James never actually heals anybody. That doesn't. No. We guessed that more of the Supreme Commander's kids were gonna have mm-hmm. powers, and, and they all did. Did they all? Yeah. We don't know what they all are, but I think it was Nazira that said that everybody all had powers. 
Oh, I totally missed that. It was like a brief sentence. We mm. didn't hear like anything else about it, just that everybody had powers. Okay. Well, because then I think um, her brother like did something with his powers as well. And oh. she was like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. It was super quick. We never heard anything else about it. Yeah. But you know what we did hear? A lot of Kenji talking in his head. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this book is why people don't love Kenji as much. Oh, just because it was too much of him? Mm-hmm. I, was, I liked it. I know. I, I, I still love Kenji. I just like him better than pretty much any of the other characters. So how I think s- I enjoyed that. How sad is that? Because you brought up in one of our first podcasts, that you can't root for Juliet. I just, I well, it's not that I can't root for her. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't really, like, love her as a female main character. Yeah. She's probably my, Juliet is probably my least favorite main character of, like, any YA fantasy novel. I would totally read. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, I get that she's young and she has growing to do and stuff, but I, and she does grow some, mm-hmm. I just found her really irritating. I felt like she didn't value or appreciate the support that she was getting yeah. from people around her. And I get that it was hard for her to trust people and whatever, and that's fine. But she, it's not even like. Aelin being totally like, oh, I'm going to make my own decisions. No, it, it's not like that. It's just. Like, a, it's like an arrogance. Yeah. That's like never backed up. Yeah. It doesn't feel like she's really backed up. I mean, besides that maybe she has some raw power mm-hmm. and I get that. But I don't even feel like there's any point besides maybe on the ship that her raw power is like the thing that wins everything over. No, I 100% agree with that. Because, like, comparing her to Aelin, Aelin has, like, this incredible power, and she, like, has to, like, hurt herself to not use it. Yeah. And then it's like she ends up, like, saving the day with everything. Where, like, here, I felt like Warner's power was actually better than hers. Mm. And so it was a little unfortunate. I felt like we got so much more personal growth from Warner than we ever yes. did from Juliet. I would agree with that. I enjoyed Warner and Kenji's perspectives way more than I enjoyed Juliet's perspectives. I did too, and that's that's really hard coming from a novel where like you're supposed to root for the female main yeah. character. Yeah. Which is so tough for me. Yeah. So what would you rate the series as a whole? Three and a half? Yeah, I would say three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think three is fair, too. Who, Who is the type of person that you would or wouldn't recommend this book for? I think it's probably great for high school. I feel oh, like, yeah. like actual YA target, <laughs> I think it probably would be really good for that. And there's, I mean, a lot of adults, including myself, who enjoy a lot of YA books. But this particular one, I feel like, is probably better suited to... Mm-hmm. Like YA slash teen. Yeah. Yeah. So I could that's probably what that. I think. Um, also people who really liked like the selection and like those types of series, I think they would like this. Okay. Yeah. I definitely see that. I, what about you? I think I would also give that like YA slash teen. Um, maybe if you've read like a lot of high fantasy, probably not the book for you because I felt like they hyped it up as this like major dystopian novel, but I didn't even really feel like other than the powers, there wasn't really anything that was like different we never hear again about what's going down in the world and there's like yes at the end (laughs) i know i was kind of bummed with that too because i was really hoping that they would talk more about what the world looks like now that emeline isn't um Uh uh-huh i don't know doing her whole right hallucination thing and they didn't say anything about what it looks like besides they talked Mm -hmm. oh and i was mad because i tabbed (laughs) like right in the beginning when uh juliet's remembering the conversation with her mom um, about the birds and she's mm-hmm. in the bird cage and stuff. And I had tabbed that uh, her mom said, they're very talking about the birds. They're very nearly extinct now. You understand why I couldn't let that happen. And so I was like, oh, the birds are going to be like important or significant. No. I felt like there was, like, <laughs> it was like. It's actually so funny you bring up the birds. <laughs> On like the literal first page, she's talking about, I hear birds. I see them. I hear them. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I, I literally tabbed and said, I knew the birds would come back. <laughs> And then there's literally no significance to them. We've had six books talking about these damn birds. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have no significance to them at all. <laughs> yes. Besides the one tattoo, which felt like the beginning of the significant of the birds. And then there was just nothing. There we never nothing. find out why he got the tattoo, why anything happened no. with it. The birds don't make sense. The birds don't matter. <laughs> they don't oh, matter. Also, I was dying, though, because at that part when they're, yeah. um, when she's talking about how they aren't there anymore, too, I t- I marked it and wrote, birds aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that whole scene about saying how the birds aren't really out there and her admiring all these birds and, like, all these things about the birds. And I was like, are the birds not really out there? And that's how I thought it was going to come back is because I thought it was going to be like, oh, yes. the birds are surveillance and the birds aren't real. <laughs> that's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> and I didn't even catch that. <laughs> The birds aren't real. The birds are from the government. <laughs> I mean, does it not seem like something that we establish what we do? Absolutely. It does. So I don't I, know how I didn't catch that. I laughed really hard at that. <coughs> oh my God, that's so yeah, funny. That made, that made, oh, me, made me laugh pretty hard. That is so funny. You, okay, something else that I'm like a little bit confused on. So, like, I love Aaron Warner, I think he's fantastic. I do not understand the major hype around him, though. I don't get how he's number one book boyfriend. Yeah, literally don't understand Because I, I feel like on TikTok, everybody calls Aaron Warner yeah. number one book boyfriend. One, he's blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Two>. Enough said. <laughs> no, there we go. That's enough said. But, like, no. two, he acts pretty selfishly all the time. And, like, Julia is the only thing in his life that he's, like, actually, like, living for. I don't know. There is a lot of, there's a lot of more, like, great characters that I think probably have that dynamic, too. You think so? Yeah. I guess I like when Kingdom I Kingdom of the Wicked so far. Yeah, but he's still like here's my view on that. He isn't actually like only living for her. Mm. He has like other things going on in his life where oh. I feel like Aaron Warner is only, only living, living for, for her. Juliet. Cuz even when she was gone Zodiac he's like Academy? I can die now. Mm. Yeah, but he's <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen that dynamic plenty where it's yeah. like, you're the only, I, my life is nothing without you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot of that. Or Akatar. Yeah, but I still don't feel, I feel like he is still. Akatar, you know exactly what deal with what couple I'm talking about. How yeah. is that not, my life is nothing without you? Okay, I, go, okay, I guess there are more yeah. <laughs> there are more men like that, but maybe that's just something I don't like. Yeah, that's fair. Because I don't live my life like that. So therefore mm-hmm. you shouldn't live your <laughs> life like <laughs> There are I'm no totally options. Joking. <laughs> no options except for how we think. <laughs> no options. No whatsoever. Which is so that's not us. No. Like, literally in the slightest. But Completely kidding. That is so funny. I'm trying to think of what other spot there was a couple other spots that really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, one of them. I think I even turned to you because I'm pretty sure we were reading together mm. when, um, I don't know, kind of all the Supreme Commanders are fighting in front of Juliet uh, about what they should do with her. It's on page 375. And um, and her friends are like sneaking in and oh, we know yeah. they've been sneaking in and stuff. And then, yeah, <laughs> she's there. We tab the same spot. Yeah, we do. We're, she's um, she's there and all of a sudden like in her ear somebody whispers hey princess oh, I had the best visual because <laughs> you know it's like either like one of the friends that is invisible it's either like that's Kenji's nickname for her is princess yes I thought it was Jay it was Jay but it was also princess because oh, well, she would get mad at him for calling her that oh I didn't remember if it was Kenji or um, Warner or mm-hmm. whatever I mean clearly I didn't think it was Nazira. oh I but, freaking um, love that yeah I squealed a little bit yeah you did it. it was so cute and she looked at me she's like <laughs> yeah because you were already past so that point cute. too so you knew what i was yeah. talking about I, it was so cute that was cute i loved that, that oh my gosh cute i there was one part that i tabbed that i thought was so funny and let me see if i can find it really okay okay so oh this was so disgusting i'm just gonna preface it with that when she was like acting as Warner's like assistant, whatever. <laughs> he goes, I am your master. She goes, Yes, sir. Also, I wish, really wish she wouldn't have said it that way. Well, and then he calls her a good girl after two, and I'm like, Oh, oh this is just going down I was like, bad. No, train. no, no, you're turning my favorite sayings into bad ones. 
And so she was, yes, sir. She go, he's so close, I can feel his breath against my skin. Coffee and mint and something else. Something subtle, fermented, alcohol, I realized. He steps back. Get on your knees. I really thought that he was going to make um, her put something in her mouth. I really did, too, and I was not going to be here for it. Mm-mm. I tabbed it, and I go, in all caps, what in the kinky fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is disgusting. And it, uh, like, I know that, that he was just trying to, like, put Proof his loyalty. dominance and, like, loyalty on her, but, like, oh, oh that so gave me the heebie-jeebies. It did give me the heebie-jeebies. Ew. That was, yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I know. I thought that, so I'm glad that, like, Kenji and Nazira had their, like, little baby side story, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I got enough of them. Oh, I love, one of the other things that I tapped that I think I loved is when they're separating, I gotta figure out where it is, but when they're separating for something, and she's like, well, I think I'm gonna fall in love with you in the next four months, and he's like, uh, what? (laughs) I know, he's like, where is that coming from? (laughs) That was so cute. Mm -hmm. I love that, and I also love when, um, he... When they've like, she had been after she had been shot and she was healing, mm-hmm. and he finally sees her again, and Aww. and he goes and um, suddenly she's a, just a girl, my girl. Oh, I oh. loved that. And he calls her pocket sized. I thought that was so cute. I thought that was so cute too. <laughs> and just that they were like having that moment like in front of everybody, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, I literally didn't even know you were here." Oh, Kenji. Kenji is like one of the most like. Sweet. Sweet but oblivious oh, types yeah. of people. Like I loved it. I sometimes love a like sweet but derpy like that though. I think that's sweet. Golden retriever. Yeah. He is the golden retriever of Shatter Me. <laughs> he is a golden retriever for sure. Oh my god. I loved that you said that because when we were doing that, we were talking about like grumpy sh- sunshine and mm. I said that Cass and Kieran and Kieran was the sunshine. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that's kind of like Kenji and like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is kind of black cat. That's true. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Hmm. I was looking at your cover. That's a fucking bird on the cover. What, in the eye? Ball? In the eye. That's a bird. Yeah. Why? The birds are not real. <laughs> it makes me so mad that the birds didn't matter more. I was sitting here literally from the start. I thought that the birds were going to be, like, the most important thing. No. There was a few other things that were either, like, brought up in this book or had come up in other books that I didn't feel like were – I think that's part of why I didn't rate this series very high. Yeah. is because there were things that didn't feel like they closed out. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't like that. How would you have felt if they would have just kept it at the three books? I think it would have been much better as just really? the trilogy. Because I think both of us enjoyed the third book – yeah. Relatively well. And then the fourth book, we were like, what the Well, fuck? the fourth book you liked. You came in saying five stars. And then as But then talked, I also said down. that the last 50 to 100 pages, like, made it for me. Right. It was, like, boring for, like, the most, the majority of it. But then, like, the last 50 to 100 pages was just like, oh, my God, there's so many secrets. Which makes sense if they're trying to keep the story going. Mm-hmm. Did you get more used to the writing style by this book? Did you yeah, like it more by the end? I did. I feel like the part of the reason why I liked this series was because it was so fast. Like, I knew, like, oh, I haven't read it yet. Like, I have one night to read it. I could read 300 pages in a night. And it mm-hmm. was, like, super, super quick. Not – wasn't worried about it at all. I liked that because some of the other fantasy books I've been reading are, like, a dense. little bit – Yeah, dense. And I was going to say heavy, but I think dense is actually the better word. <laughs> But it's just such a quick, easy read. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you have to sit and think super hard while you're reading it. Mm -hmm. So That's a lot more like fluffy metaphors and things that are going on in people's heads. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot like softer. Right. I feel like in a lot of it. And I feel like for a lot of this, I didn't have to like pick apart at it. Where, like, some of my other, like, favorite fantasy books, like, I want to pick it apart and I want to find the hidden meanings and everything. But this, I was like, eh, we could just read it. This one you could read at face value pretty well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are some things from the series that was, like, I guess, what was your favorite part from the whole series? The whole series? Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite parts from the whole series is probably when everybody from... The what was it called? 
the anti-reestablishment. What was the first group? Omega Point. Oh, Omega Point. Omega yeah. Point. Um, <laughs> I always forget that <laughs> name. It's okay. No. <laughs> anti-reestablishment. <laughs> I'm gonna like that name for it though. <laughs> so when everyone from Omega Point um, comes to Warner's base and they're like mm-hmm. all staying in the gym and it's like you can hear the Rocky theme song going in the back of your brain <laughs> of them all training to fight the reestablishment yes. and that's like when Aaron and um, Juliet are like finally getting closer in their relationship too yeah like she's seeing him be a little bit more vulnerable I think that like chunk of scenes was probably my favorite of the series you know I actually really liked that part as well what I about you steal it. so the first scene that I thought of was when Juliet was at Omega Point and then they go out and she sees Warner with the dog oh yeah I that is like one of the first scenes I think about because then it kind of comes around on like the last page. Yes. When she's like holding a dog and he goes, oh, she's probably never done that before because of her powers. Oh, I know. That epilogue part was really cute. I, I really liked that epilogue. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of like what happens after they come back. But like, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a mix between I would have loved to see a little bit more from not the relationships, but like mm-hmm. politically, what was going oh, yeah. down as it ha- left off. But I also sometimes hate long epilogues, so yeah. I, I kind of like those short. But I hate that we didn't find out what Kenji did to her dress. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? It was like he ruined the dress, and then clearly, I guess, must have found a nice, better dress. I that whole scene know. felt wasted. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what was the point of that? Other than. Other than Juliet being on Warner's side and be like, he's going to kill you and then I'm going to help him. <laughs> I thought yeah, that, that part was, was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, we never find out what happens to the dress. You don't like that. <laughs> I know. It was, and then it was like, like three or four pages of Warner just like rambling on and on about how they have to go to a store. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is that, That's why I'm like, that didn't feel valuable. It yeah, I was like, this feels used. so misplaced. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be showing like the, I don't know being casual then in their life now because they don't have the same threats but mm-hmm. I don't know I still don't like it very yeah, much I didn't either I was like well very YA happy ending <laughs> happy ending <laughs> happy. Makes me think of- <laughs> 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 we all love a happy ending <laughs> makes me think of when we were talking about how Kenji's number one book boyfriend and how he would give you a happy ending <laughs> damn straight he would damn straight would marry Kenji that is so funny although oh my gosh did you see i think it's like book nuts i think is what it is on um, instagram that account Mm. that does the um ai generated like fan art or whatever yeah the one of adam was so Um, hot that was so hot and okay to be fair i always thought adam was hot yeah, I did. I had him as hot in my head, too. Mm-hmm. I but, like, kind of like, head hot. Yes. <laughs> like a bro. Yeah. <laughs> a bro is a really good way to put it. I also thought, like, like, classic, you know, think, like, football quarterback. Kind of, like, yeah. hot, but maybe not too much going on up here. But, like, I don't know. Knows he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Knows he's hot. Well, I mean, clearly a- Warner knows he's hot, too, but. Yeah, but he was he was definitely a little bit more humble about it than I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Also, what other books are there that have like a blonde? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of any others. No, I don't think I can either. Not very many blonde. Maybe some of the Germione fan fiction I've been reading oh. also has blonde love interest. What have you been reading to Germione fan fiction? And the only reason I ask is because it gets good has been reading a ton of Germione fanfic. Yeah. And so they've been talking about it on the They talked about Manacled, I bet. They did. They did talk about Manacled. Manacled was my first fanfiction, which I feel like was a weird spot to start now that I have read it. But it was so, oh my God, it's like better than most of the books that I read. Which is funny because when I first said to myself that I was reading fanfiction, I don't know why that like felt embarrassing. I remember the first time you told me that and I was like, what's that? And well, you're like, it sounds so dumb <laughs> when you try to describe it, but um, it's, it's so good because all of the world building and like the character base is already there from these other stories. Mm-hmm. And so the writers can just like pick up from there yeah. and develop their own story from there. And I, I don't know. So it is really interesting, especially when it's 
characters that you like or world you like. And I mean, I loved Harry Potter when I was younger. I went to like every midnight release party. I'm really bummed that we're not going to the um the event for Fourth Wing so we didn't oh, get tickets in I'm time. I'm so bummed. Okay, but it was literally sold out in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So but, like. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, so I've kind of been enjoying the. I've, oh. I think I've only read two. I read, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I read Manacled and mm-hmm. then. Let me see what the other one was. Oh, so I read Breathmints and Battle Scars, which was so good. Yeah. And I read Manacled, which was also so good. And I still have downloaded um, Contradictions and All the Young Dudes. And mm. All the Young Dudes is supposed to be the, um, I'm forgetting what the name is, that starts with an M. But, like, the dads when they were younger. So it has, like, Harry's dad and, like, Lupus and, um, and serious and mm-hmm. i don't remember who the fourth one is but it has like them when they were in hogwarts so yep. like before their parents and stuff oh that's cool yeah and that's supposed to be really good too but so i have those on it but it is funny because it's i don't know yeah in some ways better than most of the books that i read <laughs> i haven't read harry potter i can't believe you've never read harry potter i know i read vampires growing up that's would you ever go back to read harry mm-hmm. potter now you think I would. Have you you've seen the movies? Yes. All of them? Fun fact. I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter growing up. I know. I remember. You couldn't watch them okay. at my house because your mom thought it was evil or something. No, no, no. My dad. Your dad. That's what I meant. My mom did not care. No, not your mom. I was not allowed to watch PG-13 movies and I was n- until I was 13. And then I was not allowed to watch Rated R until I turned 18. Yeah, I remember that. We were very careful about movie selection at our house for that reason. I'm not kidding you. One time when we <laughs> we were watching a scary movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, we have to turn it off. My dad's going to know. <laughs> and your mom was like, honey, your dad is not going to know. Yes, he will. And if you know my dad, he would know. I don't know how, but he would know. And so, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch any of them. And I remember I went to my friend, like my long-term friend, Madison. I went to her birthday party, and we saw Prisoner of Azkaban. My dad found out after the fact and grilled me, Madison, who was 13, and her entire Ooh. family about letting me go watch witchcraft. Oh, goodness. It was it was really bad. And so um, when I was like a freshman or sophomore in college, I watched all of them. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I get the hype. Yep. Yeah. So I would, I would probably go back and read them. I feel like I would have to give myself time like I did for Throne of Glass. Yeah. Because I feel like it's it's a lot. Kind of. I don't know. It's funny, like, compare it to something like Shatter Me, and I feel like it's, Shatter Me is YA, and I think as much as there's maybe the last books in um, Harry Potter are have some more mature themes, mm-hmm. I think they're considered children's books. I'm not even sure if they're considered YA. Even though they're big? Right, but, like, the language like the and content. stuff is easy. And if mm. you've read, if you watch the movies, I actually think you'd read them really fast. Like, there's some things that are really? different. But, like, overall, you would pick it up, you know? Oh, that would be really interesting. Honestly, especially because now I'm hearing people talk about, like, this Germione fanfic. It's probably coming up because I keep liking all the fanfiction things. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. We share. I don't mind it at all. We share the TikTok account, and so it's always funny when one of us comes back on. You could tell when the other has been liking stuff because yeah. the feed is always a little bit different. It's always a little different. I was literally just telling Gianni about this. It really is a for you page. It, it is. I know. We say that like almost every time too, and it's just like a little giggle. Yeah. It is because like you don't realize how much like the stuff that you're liking and like watching for more than six seconds like actually turns into your for you page. Right. But yeah, I love it. Now I want to get this worm out of here, too. I had an apple one, and it was really good. Oh, it's, like, kind of frozen. I was going to say it's frozen, so it's, like, a little hard to chew. Ah! <laughs> one moment. One moment. I'm still going to eat it. Absolutely, you should. I cannot believe we didn't find the sharks. I'm so sad. I know. Well, especially because we both were, like, they will be at King Supers, and then they were not. Oh, wow. It's frozen, huh? Mm-hmm. It's very frozen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, mm. do you have any last thoughts? Um, Closing out? Imagine me. Yeah. I'm really glad this was an easy read because I don't know if I would have finished it if it was like more difficult to read. Um, 
unfortunately i am glad it's done mm-hmm. i i enjoyed it i enjoyed myself while reading it especially reading the last 100 pages of this book i liked it i felt like it closed out at like a good point mm-hmm. but i don't know if this would be my like I nice <laughs> i don't know if this would be like my recommend to somebody yeah. especially our age like somebody maybe younger i'd be like yeah go ahead and read it but i don't think i would recommend it to somebody our age that like reads other type of books that we read mm-hmm. so yeah what are your final thoughts on this i know i think it is there's just something mentally satisfying about the fact that shattered me was the first book we ever covered on our podcast oh absolutely and now we've finished the end of our first series i know that's kind of crazy isn't that so sweet though like it does kind of feel like a come to terms moment Mm -hmm. with like look how far we've come Mm -hmm. and like when we first started this like i i think i originally recommended this Mm -hmm. because i see it on my tiktok and instagram all the time Mm -hmm. people love this series Mm -hmm. and so i was like i want to do something that people love i want to read a really good series Mm -hmm. and doing a series on the podcast to start out i felt like was really fun Mm -hmm. um so yeah it is kind of like a it's like a bittersweet though and it was fun to get to review then some of the predictions that we had along the way yeah see how off we were on some of them it was kind of funny sometimes yeah so I'm going to be curious then when we go back for like Fourth Wing or like oh, Akatar yeah. or some of the other books that are going to have new new books coming out, Divine Rivals. It's going to be really oh, fun yeah. to see how bad our predictions are. I totally agree. But that's the fun it's part fun. about it. And I feel like that's why we have book clubs. That's why we had podcasts. Like people love to listen and talk to talk about like their favorite books and predictions and things they loved and hated. And mm-hmm. even if people hate a book, I feel like they still love to talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, it's, sometimes I think that's more fun. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for sticking with us for this series and for listening to our episode today. Yeah, this has been so much fun. It's it's really fun to close out the first series that we covered on the podcast, for right? sure. Cheers yeah. to that. You grandma drank. <laughs> Not as satisfying as yeah. Ding, but you can see it on the video. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Thanks. We'll see, see you, you next, next week. <laughs>